Hello, everybody. Welcome to our Secular Homeschool Life podcast. My name is Kaylee, and I am the mom behind the podcast, the mom behind the homeschool, just the mom all around. Um, We are a homeschool family, and we live in the greater Atlanta area, Um, and we've been homeschooling for about two years. We have a five- and a three-year-old um, and we've been homeschooling our oldest since he was about two and a half. Um, I am not a teacher by trade. I am actually, I have a cosmetology degree, um, and I used to do hair, and I also have a business degree. Um, but my business degree, I went to um, Western Governors University, um, and that is all kind of like a self-led, self-taught college um, where in your classes, they just give you the material and you teach yourself and then you take the final. It's like you don't have tests throughout. You just take the final or you just write the paper. Um, So I've learned how to learn and I've learned how to kind of teach other people by teaching myself. So those are kind of the skills I'm bringing in. Um, I was also homeschooled from um, like first grade to seventh grade. Um, So I've been on both sides where then after like at seventh grade, I went to public school. So I've seen both the homeschool life and public school life. Um, So we are a homeschool family who is secular. We are not a religious family. Um, I grew up Christian, but you know, as the years have gone on, um, I've learned that um, I'm more spiritual than anything. My husband and I both believe there's something greater. We just don't know what that greater thing is. Um, the big thing with us, though, is that within Christianity and a lot of religions, um, it's very we have found our experience is that it's more um like uh, kind of an exclusive community um there's a lot of hate towards um different groups specifically the lgbtqia plus community um and that's something that's very important to us is to have inclusivity um we want to raise our kids to love everybody and be inclusive and, and kind to everybody. Um, and so that was something when we began our homeschool journey um, that was important to us was to find a secular curriculum that um, did not have any religious leanings or anything like that. Um, just because it doesn't fit our life or our beliefs. So that's partly why we went with this secular podcast or the secular homeschool life or, you know, all of that is kind of based on wanting to be an inclusive family. Um, Another thing about a lot of different curriculums, and I'm sure you've probably experienced since you are listening to this podcast, is that a lot of curriculums and in like within homeschool communities and public school communities, and I'm sure private schools the same way, um, is that it's hard to find curriculums that are 
um, anything beyond kind of just the basic white history. Um, we want to raise our kids to have a full understanding of the world and of, you know, people of color and the important figures in that and like other communities. Um, there's a lot of, um, history within the LGBTQIA community too. Um, and that's not taught. We just want to kind of like raise fully like well-rounded kids, you know, like kids that have a full understanding of history in a lot of different aspects. Um, and a lot of aspects that myself and my husband didn't, we weren't given, you know, in public school. Um, so that's partly why we homeschool too, is we want to be able to have that control over what they're taught, but in like a positive way, not like a book burning way, but like a, um, let's teach what we've been taught and then some, let's, um, find an inclusive way, um, to teach our kids where we can feel they got a better education than we could have ever imagined receiving ourselves. So that's what we stand for. We stand for inclusivity. We stand for um, progressive communities. Um, And we're struggling to find that right now. Um, Atlanta is a pretty progressive community. Um, And it's, you know, it's primarily like white people are actually like in the minority in Atlanta, which we love. Um, We want our kids to be around all sorts of people and people of color and people of, you know, all different types of ethnicities and religions and that kind of thing. That is our dream. So, um, Atlanta is kind of like a melting pot and it's amazing. So, We love that for our kids and for ourselves, but we are still struggling in the homeschool community to find people who kind of relate to us. It's very, very religious in the homeschool community, and I'm sure you've watched all the the TV shows and that kind of thing, and uh, it feels like, you know, it's like us and then there's like a hundred thousand, you know, religious people that wear denim skirts and that kind of thing, which is fine, but you know what I'm saying. Um, that's it. Just feels like we're kind of on an island a little bit where we're not religious and we're not trying to teach our kids to be like raise our you know our boys to be husbands that have wives that are submissive to them or anything. Like, we want equality for everybody. Um, and <laughs> it's really hard to find homeschoolers that believe what we believe and want to teach the, their kids the way we want to teach our kids, too. So, hopefully, you don't feel turned off by any of this. This is what we believe. Totally fine if you believe differently. Um, but just know that if you are looking for a different kind of homeschool podcast or homeschool community than what you normally find, um, 
you've found your place. <laughs> we can all believe different things and it's totally like maybe you're religious and that's that's fine if that works for you. Um, I will not be sitting on here bashing religions or bashing other people. I just wanted to explain who we are and what we are trying to teach our kids. Um, my podcast is going to primarily focus on um, what we're trying to, like, what curriculums we're looking at, how homeschool's going. Um, we are also trying to um, kind of start a homestead. We don't have, like, we're in a rental house right now, and we can't plant anything in the ground, so we have a ton of planter, like, like pots and that kind of thing. Um, our dream is to have, like, a farm um, and be able to grow a lot of our own food and kind of like raise our kids in the dirt, you know? Um, but that's with, I don't know if you are aware of the real estate market right now, but it is nuts. So we are just laying low in our rental home for now and learning and making, making all the mistakes that we need to make in growing things and that kind of thing now, so that when we do find our our uh, forever home or our property or whatever, we can hit the ground running. So I'll probably talk to you guys about that too. Um, yeah, it's just going to kind of be a community and I'm hoping that we can um, find a way to get questions or if you guys want to come on and talk about your experiences too, um, I would love to do that. Um, just kind of have it like more than a podcast, just be like a community kind of a thing where we can all feel supported and feel like we've found our people in a sense where we aren't, you know, on an island. So, um, I can get into, if you want, I can get into what we've done so far with our kids leading up to this point. Um, with homeschooling, like I said, I have a five-year-old named Max, and I've got a three-year-old named Remy. His name's Remington, but we call him Remy. Um, and, you know, our our experiences up to this point with homeschooling have been phenomenal. Like, we love it so much, and, um, you know, are only learning to love it more and more every day. So, um, with Max... When he was about two and a half, we start, well, even before that, whenever he started being able to talk to us and have conversations, um, we, we would try to include or like include him in our conversations or, um, try to like find fun things for him to start his learning process, I guess. So we would, you know, as we're driving in the car, we would ask different animal names or what sounds they make or, you know, that sign, what shape is that sign or that kind of a thing. I'm sure you all, all do it with your kids too, but we just tried to start that process early, um, and involve a lot of positive reinforcement, um, tell, you know, it, like with your kids, when you like pretend to tell other people something to get like that big reaction and pretend to like, you don't know that they're, that your kids are listening. It like makes them feel good to hear you speak about them in a positive way to other people. And you know that they can hear you, but you want them to not realize that you know that. So 
that's what we did a lot of um, early on, probably 18 months, like 12 months to 18 months old, we started that. Um, and then going into when Max was about two and a half or so, we started his preschool book. Um, and it's just like an easy like preschool workbook that you can get from like Target or Walmart. Um, it's got a lot of like mazes and you can trace lines and, um, you know, color animals in and that kind of a thing. It's just more so to like get them started with being okay and happy with learning. It's a fun, it's like a coloring book, except, you know, a little bit of learning. So we started that. Max finished that like fairly quickly. It was a big book. I want to say it was like a 300 page book. Um, he finished that fairly quickly. And when we felt like it was like an appropriate time to move him onto his pre-K book, um, that's when we moved him up to pre-K. Um, he finished that book in like four months. He, like he was super motivated to get through that. And he was probably three and a half at that point. Um, it was great. That book focused more on like tracing letters, tracing numbers, um, doing like word finds and that kind of, or like letter finds, that kind of thing. Um, now we have him working on a kindergarten book and it's, um, it's been going well. It's more of like trace one letter and then write all the letters out by yourself. And he hates that. So I'm not pushing that too hard right now. Cause I, I don't want him to lose his love of learning by forcing things. At five, he doesn't need to be forced to do schoolwork. Um, I mean, his hands are still, like at five, their hands are still developing. So it's not, I'm not concerned at this age yet with like really nailing down exactly how letters should look. But I mean, he does write his name and he does, if you write something out, he does know like how to write the letters and stuff. He just, you know, it's not great penmanship yet, but that's fine. Um, one thing that we have been working on a few months ago, he said that he really wanted to learn how to read. So we started working on those like level one readers with him. Um, and we just would work through like a page at a time and just really worked on sounding out each letter, each word, each letter of each word. <laughs> we like hit it hard, but we hit it hard because that's what he wanted to do. Um, a big part of our like homeschool plan is that we, it's kind of a child led experience rather than a teacher led experience. Um, our kids do schoolwork when they want to do schoolwork, you know, at the beginning of the day, we'll, and this will probably change as they get older, but at five and at three, like we do about 20 minutes a day. So we have a lot of wiggle room on when we can do schoolwork throughout the day. Um, so we do it whenever they feel like their brains are ready to learn. And then we will go however long their brains can kind of handle it. And when they start getting silly, um, I'll ask them if they need a break or if they want to be done for the day. Um, we leave it kind of up to them. Um, and that's not because they're the bosses of us. It's because we really want to foster that love of learning. 
um, early on so that that's what they're driven to do is to learn. Um, we don't want to like kill that, you know, inspiration early on, um, where they feel like they have to sit at a desk and pound their heads against it all day long, you know? And as a homeschool parent or like a potential homeschool parent, you're probably feeling that same way where, like that's why a lot of us aren't putting our kids in school is they can learn so much more in such a shorter amount of time with this one-on-one um time you know like 20 minutes with them is probably I don't even I don't know the equivalent time in a classroom but um they can get a lot done in 20 minutes so on average our day our school day is probably 20 minutes long but we don't take a summer break Um, we just go year round, but we do take days off, um, quite often and it ends up making up for itself. Like I said, he made it through pre-K in four months. It's like when, when they're inspired to do schoolwork or whatever, we do schoolwork. It, it gets done. So, um, we also focus on, um, like learning throughout the day too, in like ways that they don't realize that they're learning. Um, like when we go, like, for example, last week we went to the zoo, um, and I printed out worksheets for both of them, but they were like scavenger hunts and they were both like skill appropriate, um, worksheets for each of them. So for Remy, our youngest, I did like, it was like a pictures of different animals that you would see at the zoo. Um, and so he could just mark off the animals as he saw them. But with Max, since we've been learning to read and that kind of thing, he's at the point now where he can read pretty much anything you put in front of him, like to an extent. Um, and so this scavenger hunt was like, you know, is this animal a carnivore or can you find an an animal that's an herbivore or can you find an animal with a long tail or asleep or that kind of a thing so they think it's super fun um but it's also learning um so that's the fun part about homeschooling is that you can incorporate a lot of different things into your school day and they don't realize that it's school um and so that's a huge benefit to homeschooling I feel um it took back to like the reading thing. It took Max probably a month to learn how to read fluently to the point where he reads a book on his own now. Um, and I love that, you know, we've been able to in a month get from like nothing or like very minimal to him feeling so confident in finishing a book now. Um, Remy is our, like I said, he's our youngest When we got him into doing this preschool book, which is the first book that Max did, um, I thought it was going to be the same way with him (laughs) with learning how, like, you know, Max, like, mastered everything and, like, we moved on and we were done and he knew his letters and he knew his numbers and we were good. No, Remy's, like, the most stubborn kid that you'd ever meet and he wants to do things how he wants to do things, so... Sometimes we'll ask him what letter it is, you know, what, what's this letter on a page? And he'll just look at you and he'll say like two, you know, he'll make up different answers because he just doesn't, he's not into it. Um, and so the nice, also the nice thing about homeschooling is that we can cater 
our curriculums and our days to each kid. So Remy, we have to get more inventive with how we teach him things. And he has to like not realize that he's learning. And as he gets older, it'll change. Um, we can reason with him a little bit more. But at three, he like thinks he knows everything. Uh, and he just wants to play. So we kind of um, turn playtime into... Um, into school time without him realizing. Um, like there'll be times where we'll get like a, a deck of playing cards and we'll just kind of work through that. And there's a lot of numbers in that, you know, there's one through 10. Um, but even that's good. And he knows one through 10 now, but, um, there's letters in there and there's different ways that we can group the cards and there's different things that we do with that. Like you can find different, like ways to teach your kids and like different ways to keep their brains active without it being like a curriculum that you buy, you know? Um, at least at this age, uh, when they're, when they're like in kindergarten or below, it's just like fun stuff, like make learning fun for them. Um, and you don't have to spend a lot of money. Like a lot of things you can find at Dollar Tree or at Walmart or at Target for less than $5. Um, you've got your curriculum or you've got your schoolwork for the next few months. Um, you can order, you know, flashcards off of Amazon for $2 or that kind of a thing. Like our podcast, like we are frugal people. Like we don't want to spend money if we don't have to. Um, and my husband is probably like singing my praises once he hears that I said that because he's way more frugal than I am. But we really do, like, we don't, if you don't need it, don't buy it kind of a thing. So we want that to translate into homeschooling too while still creating like very smart, well-educated kids. So um, in Georgia, every state's different, but in Georgia, we don't have to register our kids for school or for homeschool until first grade. So we're at the point now where we are having to start researching curriculums and start figuring out what we're going to do for max for first grade. We know we're going to homeschool. We just need to figure out what curriculum we're going to use um, and kind of go from there. He is like I said, reading fluently, and he is starting to get really interested in doing math. So we have one of those, like, like it's like a magnet, like writing board kind of a thing. Um, and I'll just tell him numbers to write down, and he has he adds them up on his own. Um, and that's been really fun. So it's like, you know, we're playing Monster Jam with monster trucks in their bedroom, and he takes a break and he does like one equation and then he keeps playing and it's so passive and it, his brain doesn't tire out from it because it's one equation at a time. And then he'll go do a little bit of playtime with monster jam and then he'll come back over and he wants to do a, a three number equation, um, like a one plus two plus three kind of a thing. Um, and so we're just trying to kind of, like I said, it's a very like child led child driven sort of education that we're working on with them. Um, with Remy, we're going to keep, <laughs> keep working on these workbooks. Um, 
and he'll get where he needs to get eventually and and it'll it'll be fine. So the next few podcasts will probably be me talking about what curriculums we're looking into, um, trying to get y'all's feedback on what you've been looking into. I would love to hear, um, you know, if you have any tips or tricks, if you've got older kids, feel free to message, um, and, you know, let me know whatever, uh, ideas you have or anything you've used. Um, I cannot find an Instagram that is like a secular homeschool Instagram. I thought I had found a few to follow that I was like, man, these are great. Like I can finally like, uh, I can like see what curriculums they're using and go from there. Nope. Here we go with religious stuff again, which again is fine if that was what works for you. But come on. I just, I just like, I just want to find something that works for us. So, um, I will be looking through different curriculums in the next few podcasts and talking through, um, you know, whether we mix and match curriculums or whether we just go with one solid one. Um, we'll go from there. And like I said, if you have any tips, let me know. Um, hopefully you guys feel like you found your people. Um, it's totally fine if you don't agree with everything we agree with. Um, it's totally fine if you're religious. I don't want to offend anybody. I'm not going to be like bashing on anybody or anything. This is just this is just us, and this is who we are and who we want to raise. Um, we want to raise kind people. We want to. We want to. Yeah, we just. We want to put good humans into the world. Um, And this is the best way we think we can is through providing the best education that we can. So if you have any questions or tips or tricks or anything, feel free to message me. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you soon.